What's up? And welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. We're coming in hot. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. I am so excited that you are listening. Today's episode, we have four-time ninja warrior. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, She is currently on the cover of Oxygen Magazine. She is a badass human who has an incredible heart and a good friend. And her name is Angela Gargano. And I'm really pumped to have her on today. And we're going to talk all about kind of how she got to where she is, uh, which is every episode, right? How everyone got to where they are. But you know, there's highs, there's lows, there's everything in between. And that's the kind of stuff we don't get to see on Instagram. And obviously the reason why I created this podcast. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Angela. She's a really special human. What is up, you guys? I have Angela Gargano in the house. I feel like I say that every single time, in the house. I'm, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but anyways, I am pumped that you're here. I am so excited to have you on today. There's just so many things that we're going to talk about and so much you're going to dive into beyond all the amazing things that you do. You are a great friend. And so I'm just pumped to have you today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> so you're tuning in now from Colorado, which is where you're living at the moment. Yes. She's literally like an international like woman. Ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally moved here two weeks ago. <laughs> Amazing. Congrats on the move. Uh, she was living in New York City before that, which is where our you know paths crossed and how we met in New York City. And now she's just all over, all over the place. And when I say all over the place, I mean that like physically and literally you're all over the place. I think the greatest jumping point right here, starting point is to talk about the fact that any person listening to this podcast right now can walk into any single grocery store, gas station, anywhere all over the country. And you are the cover girl of Oxygen Magazine. Yeah. So wild. Every time I go into Whole Foods, I like take a picture of it, <laughs> just like, walk by it. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> You are on the cover. It is on newsstands everywhere. I have seen it. It's incredible. I'm so happy for you. So proud of you. And I guess that's obviously just where I feel like I want to start today because what an incredible accomplishment to make it on the cover of a magazine that everyone knows, number one. Number two, I personally, just knowing you and from having followed you for so long now, you know, I know that your morning routine is super important to you. I know that you journal every day. I know that you meditate every day. I know you do all of those things and your, your, your process and your routine is super important to you. And I want to know, like, I think I saw something about how you sort of manifested this into your life. And so I think a lot of people listening are maybe interested or maybe the word is curious about manifestation, how to manifest and specifically, you know, how you did it and what your process is like. So I'd love for you to share that and like dive into it. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Like, I think sometimes people maybe look at somebody who gets on a cover and they think that it was just like that instant success. They think that like, Oh, they just got it. Like, you know what I mean? They don't see like, they called them up and said, Hey, 
yeah, like, hey, hey, you got your cover, like, whatever. But they don't see, like, the years of hard work that really goes into it. And I originally had really had this idea of being on the cover when I started doing fitness competitions. This is like 2015. Actually, I would say maybe, yeah, 2015. And I was doing fitness competitions and a couple of my friends were getting on covers. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I I want that. I want to be on the cover. But at that time, I feel like it was more for like selfish reasons. Like, I just want to be on the cover to be on a cover type of thing. Like, and I started photoshopping myself on the cover, like full on taking photo shoots that I had, cutting myself out putting myself on the magazine. And then I made a vision board every year starting in 2015. And I started always having that cover on there always. And it was, you know, Oxygen Magazine, Strong Magazine. And I would like write all the little headliners on it and things like that. Because someone had said to me once, like, okay, you keep saying that you want these things, but like, why not feel as if you already have it? Why not like put it in front of you and visualize it as if it's there and think about how you feel when you get it. So I kept doing that for a year. So again, I just said 2015, it is 2021 right now. Okay. So I kept doing it every single year. So it's really, you know, it's manifesting is it's, it's one thing to really visualize that you want something, but also realizing that like, you obviously have to put the work in and maybe it's not going to happen right now, but it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen type of thing. And it maybe takes some time to think of that because you just think like, oh, like, again, there's so many times where I sent in proposals for to be on the cover. And like, it was just like a no go, like it just was not happening. And, you know, you start to feel like, am I not good enough? Like, why aren't people seeing my potential? I know I have it in there, but it's really the universe pushing you. Like you, you can be better. We're going to strive for you to be better. So when you are on the cover, it's going to mean so much more. So yeah. So it started with Photoshopping. I was doing my vision boards every year, Photoshopping myself on the cover. And I went one step further, right? Because you can Photoshop, you can put stuff on your board, but if you're not going to take any kind of action, right. it's not going to happen. Like, I'm sorry. Like you said, it doesn't just fall. Nothing nothing just falls into your lap. And nothing, once in a while, maybe people come to you like from Instagram and stuff like that. But no, you ultimately have to put your face in front of them and be like, I'm here. And like, this is what I want. So one crazy year, I think this was like the 2016 year, I was like, I'm going to Photoshop myself on the cover. I'm going to send my vision boards out to all the magazines. Every email I could find, I literally went on the website and I, I don't even know who they were. It could have been like an accountant. I don't know. Whatever it ended, <laughs> I found. I just started sending them all out. And it wasn't like, hey, I put me on the cover. It was like a whole thing on my journey. It was like, you know, this is my journey. This and- is for. Yeah. So it wasn't, again, it wasn't just like, get, like I don't think it's great to ever just like ask for something. You have to like prove to them like there's a, there's a reason that you like can just be on the cover. So I wrote all this stuff out and I sent it and I didn't really hear back from anybody except I did hear back from Oxygen Magazine and I heard back from um, the editor, Lara at the time. And she, well, she's a little editor now and she had didn't, ignored like everything I said basically, but it was like, Hey, you live in Rhode Island. I was living in Rhode Island at the time. She's like, I live in Connecticut and I need to do a, a spread for oxygen. Like, would you be down to come to Connecticut and shoot it? And I'm like, oh yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> like I am in. And the couple of catches were like, you think these big magazines sometimes, and some of them do, you think that they're like, have these big studios or these big like places. And a lot of times it's really just done. Like the first shoot I did with her was in a church basement. In a church basement. And I literally mm-hmm. had to bring my own makeup artist because <laughs> I didn't know who to and use. most of the like, time you're not even getting paid. Oh, no, 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 no pay, no money. (laughs) Definitely not getting paid. Um, So I went in there, like, you know, she said she needed help with the makeup artist. I brought my own with me. I went into this church basement and I'm just like, I don't know. I they, they slicked my hair back and I had to do wrist exercises. And I'm actually going to post a whole thing on this. Like it's literally just me sitting on the floor doing wrist exercises. Very simple, but I was so grateful to be there. 
And it was, you know, less about that spread that I got and more about the relationship I started to build with the editor, you know, start talking to her, getting to know her more. Like you shouldn't go into these things being like, you're like, I'm all that. It's these two people are real people. They have real lives. They have kids. They have things that you're doing. So really starting to get to know her more. We were talking about ninja stuff and all sorts of things. I was asking her, like, why we're shooting in a church basement. I was like, what's happening with, you know, production? Like, do you need help? I know great photographers I can link you with. And it actually went from there. Like, I started linking her with this amazing photographer and Travis Barnard in Rhode Island. She finally had somebody with a studio and a place to shoot and someone who was really great. So I helped link her to that. Then I was helping link her to my friends who are also fitness people. She need, you know, they need talent. They constantly need talent. So I'm like, oh, I have somebody. I know who'd be great for that. Like, so I would start to literally, you might see in a few after that magazine, you'll probably see like all my friends <laughs> in the magazine. And that's another thing too, right? I wanted to, yeah, like my ultimate goal was, you know, to, to, you know, get in the spread by myself, but like you help people along your journey. Like it's not, right. it's no, co- no competition. You're supposed to help everybody. Like there's, you're here to, there's room for everybody to grow and, and to, and to be good. So that is something um, I always, I always say is that it's a very, very popular thing for people to say that it's lonely at the top. Absolutely. Respectfully, I disagree. I don't think it's lonely at the top because the way that I like to live my life is as I'm on my journey up, I am bringing as many people with me as I possibly can. So like, respectfully, I disagree. I don't think it's lonely at the top. I think it can be sometimes lonely at the top if, you know, business can be like a whole other thing. But sometimes I do feel like as an entrepreneur and stuff like that is lonely because a lot of people around may not understand what you're doing and why you're so lonely. There is certainly, there certainly are points of, and, and parts about everyone's journey Absolutely. that can be. But you're right. If you sure, bring but. everybody with you, it's not, it's definitely at that, like that kind of sense, it's not lonely at the top because you're like, I brought my friends. I help again. I'm bringing a photographer. I'm bringing makeup artists that I knew just such a good job on me. Like why not have them be like, oh, put Oxygen Magazine on their resume and help them out. Like it's, and I constantly started doing that. People started seeing that I was doing that because um, I really wanted to make sure that everybody around me was successful. And yeah, so Went through all of that. And another thing that wound up happening from um, vision boarding and stuff like that, you know, again, I kept putting myself on the cover. And I also did American Ninja Warrior, which is like a whole other thing. You have to submit. Oh, we're going to whole... unpack that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you, have to, you have to submit a whole um, submission video to, to be on the show, right? So th- I got on one year, season seven, and then I didn't get on for the next two seasons. Like, they did not pick me. Like, it was just like, again, it's like a cast. It's a show. It's a TV show. So you might not get casted. But what I did do is I did take that video. And someone kept telling me to submit to this woman's health next fitness star competition. I didn't have time to make a video for it. Cause I was just so like busy. I, I was owning a gym at the time and I was just like all over the place. So I kept getting begged to put something in for it. So I put in, I gave him my Ninja Warrior video. Cause the only thing I had, so I didn't get on that year Ninja Warrior wise, but then women's health somehow selected this little girl from Rhode Island. I, at that point, like nobody really knew who, who I was or like what I did. And I somehow got selected. I don't know how, to be on the cover of Women's Health. The universe didn't put me on the cover of the ones that I had envisioned, but I wound up getting on the cover of Women's Health like with five other, with four other pe- women, okay? Like that's and so cool. I want to jump in for a minute here because, you know, this is obviously Angela's specific story, but this I hope that people realize and all listeners out there realize that every story that we tell on here and the lessons that we learn about other people's journeys, they apply to whatever it is that you're going after in your life. So if you're listening and you're not someone who's aspiring to be on the cover of a magazine, right? It's it's whatever it is that you're 
aspiring to do or aspiring to be. And I think there is something so, so powerful in what you just said. And I want to unpack that, which is you had that dream of being on Oxygen Magazine cover, right? And that was in 2015. And so this was what, maybe you said 2017 or 18 that you ended up on the cover of Women's Health? Yeah. Right. So a lot of times what we manifest will show up and somehow look different than what we originally manifested, but the thing still comes into fruition. And then even now, years later, it's like it's come full circle. And so not only did you get one cover, now you're on your second cover. The other thing that was pretty crazy about that year too is I also got the cover of this like Rhode Island Health and Wellness magazine. Like they asked me to send in a video because we were, we were, we were literally going all over in Rhode Island and we're trying to get people, it's a voting thing. So we're trying to get everyone to vote and like do all the stuff. And somehow like I, I, I started talking to the Rhode Island Health Magazine. I thought they were just going to do a feature on it. And then all of a sudden I got it and there's just, it's me on the cover of Rhode Island. And then I'm like, this is crazy. I was like, again, it wasn't what I had put on the board, but like this, these were starting to happen. And it started to make me realize these like little things that like, maybe I can, like, maybe I can do this. Cause you, again, you might put some stuff on the board and like still kind of, you doubt yourself. You're like, can I, like, is it really that crazy that I'm putting this on the board? And then these little things start to happen to build you up and build your confidence up. And you're like, you know what, if I keep going, like this could be possible. I could make an impact. And I think what was really important was the shift I started having in my mindset. It was no longer about like, I want to just be on a cover and like look on a cover. Like I was like, how can I impact people? I started realizing that when I was on here, the impact I was having, the messages that I get on Instagram sometimes, like you help me so much with my confidence or you help me with that. I'm like, this is what matters. It's not about a pretty person on the cover. It is about like, how can you help them and where can you bring them? Anybody can be a pretty face, like really, like anybody, but can you actually, do you have a story and a message that you could, like, we're doing right now that you can send to people to be like, you know what, you can do this and it's going to seem impossible and it may take all these years and again, it may not be a cover, but you can manifest it and you can make it happen. But the biggest thing I think with my journey was you got to stay consistent. Like I didn't stop. Like I did not stop. So how many no's did you receive? I mean, how many people just didn't respond to you over the years? And then how many people said no? So many people said no. And I've had even like, I had a couple modeling agencies, even when I was starting to get more features, they were just like, and I think I, I think I might've told you this before, but they, they kept saying no to me and I kept sending stuff in. And then like, at one point they were like, you know, you're too manly to be doing this or like, you're wow. like too like, masculine, like looking. And it fired me up because like when people tell me I can't do something, like I'm like, you know what? Like watch me do it. Like watch me. Oh, we so love an underdog like, story, right? I love yeah. when someone like counts me out. I'm like, oh, please, by all means, count me out because guess who's going to count me in? Me. I'm going to count me yeah. in. And that's a more dangerous situation for anybody, I feel like. So thanks to whoever doubted me. Thank you. Because if I, if I didn't have you there doubting me, I probably wouldn't have lit my fire. Some people get stuck, like that they someone would doubt them and tell them they can't do something or tell them no, and they just stop. But right. that's where you keep going. you got to keep pushing even when there's the no, even when there's like, you know what, I don't think you're the right fit for this or something like that. If you feel like you have that potential in you, you have it. You have the potential in you. I agree. And I do also, in terms of just them saying that you were too manly, uh, I love so much how the entire industry has changed so much in the past few few years and just become more inclusive of everyone. Um, it's really more difficult, I feel like, nowadays for agencies to say that, like you're too 
this, you're too that, you're, you're too big, you're too round, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too, you know, muscular, whatever it is, like, whatever, like, especially now, as we've evolved in the beauty industry, as we are evolving, um, it's just way more inclusive. And so I feel like for that reason, even now, still today, it's like, okay, like, really, there's no reason to doubt yourself or not believe in yourself, you know? No, just be real. Just be you. Be you. There's only one you. You're unique. You're special. People want to see you. Don't try and like, you can aspire. Like, I think I definitely look up to other people, but still be you. <laughs> like, we can look up to yeah. people and like, you know, love the way they act, things they do. But you, there's only one person that you, is you and you are unique and you're special. And you got to always, always remember that. And it's obviously so much easier said than done sometimes. And I obviously am telling you this story and I'm not telling you fully all the down moments I had where I was sitting there, like when I was like, you know what, maybe I am too manly. Like maybe I should maybe looking in the mirror being like, what, like, is there something I can do? Maybe I should like not work out as much. So I'm not as muscular. Like I started thinking all these things. So it does make you second guess yourself, but then you, you have to come back and be like, you know what, like I'm going to still, I'm going to be myself. Yeah, totally. And so I think the thing that you're like maybe most known for is your ninja warrior success. I will call yes. it. Um, making it on that show is a really big deal. Um, you've been on now four times, is it? Four times. Okay. Yeah. And you also, if I'm going to get this correct, hopefully you tore your ACL on national television. On trying TV. to complete the course. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was a moment. Let's definitely talk about that. Yeah. How we, we had said before, like I kept submitting, I got on in season seven and then like they did not get me in the show for two more seasons. And then I, I was training and then I finally got on season 10 and I was like ready. I was like, this is my year. I am strong. I've been going to ninja gyms. Like I know what I'm doing. So I came in just feeling so strong and so proud. Like I got this, like, I'm going to be one of those top females. I just had this like confidence in me, like nothing else mattered. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I, yeah, I got up there and I started doing it. I was up there and I was starting to crush the course. I felt so good about it. I'm like, this is great. Like this is easy. It felt good. And and then as soon as I dismounted, I knew when I dismounted this one um, obstacle called the wing nuts, I knew that that's when I would be a top female. I'm like, wow, I'm going to be, I probably can finish this course right now. And, but everything, the universe had a different plan for me. The universe was like, all right, as soon as you dismounted. So I finished the obstacle would have been top female, whatever. I tore my ACL on the landing. And I just remember just being like such a blackout. And it was just such a moment of like, you're on this high of like, yeah, like awesome. And then the world was like, oh no, 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 no. And it was such a low moment for me. And there were so many times where I just like had so many negative thoughts and I was just like, why me? It was all, it was a why me for like a while for maybe like a couple of weeks. I just was like crying and people probably wouldn't have seen it. Cause again, I try and like, since I owned a gym, I was trying to be like, positive, but I was definitely sitting at home wallowing and why me? I can't walk now. I can't do any of my modeling gigs. Like I can't really run my gym because of my leg. Um, I actually torn my left one in 2010. So this is now, again, I knew the process. I knew how bad it was going to be. And so one of my uh, coworkers that I, the people who were working at my gym said to me, you know what? Like, it's okay that you need to feel this, like feel all of this, feel, feel everything you're feeling right now. You know, you're, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're feeling low, but don't get stuck in that. Don't get stuck in it. You have to feel it. Like, it's not realistic to be like, don't feel it and just be positive all the time. So when she said that, it kind of stuck to me. And then 
I started getting myself up a little bit more and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to mess around and try and be like the silly person I am. So after I got surgery, I was like hanging on a bar and I was like flipping my crutches around doing pull-ups with my brace on, like just trying to keep my upper body moving. And then I like that went viral. And then it started getting messages from that being like, oh my goodness, I just tore my ACL. And like, you're giving me hope that I can come back. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I'd like more messages were coming in. Wow. You're, you're helping me so much. Like you don't realize that one little thing that I was just messing around on the bar with was really the being like, okay, there's actually a way bigger picture here. Like I was meant to tear my ACL right now because one is going to help me grow and I'm meant to help these people. So I had a fire lit underneath me after, and it was like, I'm coming back the next year and I'm going to have a comeback. Like I'm ready to have a comeback. I've started reading on articles of people who have gotten hurt and they came back stronger and they learned more about their bodies. I'm like, that's going to be me. And actually like, made me, I shut down the gym I owned in Rhode Island. And I was like, you know what? I'm shutting down my gym. I'm going to move to New York city. I know I have potential to do more. It really just like triggered me. Like the low point triggered me to be like, no, like I only live once. I don't know when I'm going to get hurt again. I don't know if something's going to happen again. I was like, I got to do all of this now before. Cause so I don't look back and I'm just like, Oh, I just kind of wallowed in this and stayed in Rhode Island type of thing. So it was actually like a really big, a good thing. And then when I went back and I did, I crushed the course. I made it to finals. And I just remember it was such a different feeling. This is just the same thing as a cover. Like I said, right. The cut, you know, the first time was maybe more for more selfish reasons. I want to win American enjoyer just from, you know, myself. The second time was so different. It was, it wasn't just about me. It was about the people. It was about inspiring others. It was about really appreciating my body. And I remember going like right before you go, you were like waiting in this like, little back little section. And I remember like looking at this guy and just being like, you know what? I'm so grateful to be here. And like, no matter what happens, if I fell in the first obstacle, like I won, like I, I feel like I've won. And I think that's why I did well. I think I did well. And I had my comeback. I made it to finals was because of that whole shift in the perspective and the mindset of it. So, um, yeah, you can see me tearing my ACL and coming back on Ninja Warrior. If you Google it, <laughs> you can Google it. It's probably, yeah, it's probably got a lot of hits. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, people love, people love yeah. a fail, but, um, anyways. Yeah. And so most recently you went on the show again and it hasn't aired yet. Correct. It did air. So this was not it my did. best year. Yeah. Okay. This actually, this year was actually really interesting because so there was a, a gap because of COVID, like all this stuff happened. I didn't wind up going on season. Where are we? Season it was season 12 or whatever. I didn't wind up going on season 12 because COVID stuff was so weird. And then I got on this one last minute in Tacoma, Seattle. And I was like, I'm not really that prepared. Cause I mean, I haven't really been in Ninja gyms with COVID stuff and so I just went in just being like, you know what? Like, again, same thing. I'm going to appreciate it. But I actually went in this time. It's going to be seem really interesting. I went in and cheering in on my best friend more because she had torn her um, shoulder like two years before that. Um, she was testing on Ninja Warrior. She wasn't actually like it didn't happen on the show. And uh, I knew this was going to be a big comeback year for her. So as much as like I was excited to be there and do the course for myself, my head was not there. My head was, I want my friend to make it. And she did. She did wind up making it. I, I cheered her on the entire time. I was like, sometimes it's not about you. Like sometimes it's about. So it did It did air. I didn't wind up showing my run. I fell in like the second obstacle, which was super like, we, they, they changed a bunch of stuff up. Um, but I was shooting my cover the next week. So I think the universe was like, we don't want you to get hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> So like, it's cool if you fall on the second one and you just get to the shoot in one piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's what you needed. That's what, that's what you needed. So will there yeah. be an American Ninja Warrior season five for you? Will you do it again? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always going to audition, and it's you know, it's not just to be on TV. It's the community of the people. It's the course. It's the whole thrill of it. So I definitely will audition again if I get on again. Awesome. If I don't, it's okay because I'm really like coming to my own. Of like, I mean, I don't think American Ninja Warrior fully defines me. Right. Before I think it did for a while, and now I'm like, no, I'm I'm much more than just an American Ninja Warrior. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try it again. Um, in the Colorado house, I have somebody here who um, does ninja as well. So him and I have been training um, just to train. And it's just fun. Like, I love training on obstacles. It's just, it's so much more fun than just working out. <laughs> I mean, I like ropes courses, but I think that's a little bit different. Yeah. No, it's the same. It's so fun. It's like so active. It is so functional. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that I'm deathly afraid. I don't really like heights. Like, I can't, I can't jump off something from a high height. So I have a difficulty with that. Cause I want to do, I can do like the ropes courses. I can do the highest level ropes course that there is, but then if they, if it requires you to jump off something in free fall, like I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. You're like, maybe not. That's okay. That's and that's yeah, okay. Everyone has those little fears and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I can repel off something and I can do a zip line, but I cannot free fall. Absolutely not. Like someone's going to need to come save me. Cause I can't do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like jumping off cliffs and like jumping out of planes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm super scared too, but I'm just like, I love the adrenaline. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, I mean, all of this, I feel like is just, it's tra- it's transformational. It's, it's a journey. It's a process. It's all of these different things that you are creating in your life. And so you talked about manifesting, but your morning routine, I think specifically seems like it's very important to you. And how do you think, what is your morning routine? Why do you think it's important? And do you think that ultimately you found a lot of your success because of your morning routine? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is like, I didn't really, I kind of had a routine before when I was like running around the city and stuff like that. But when the pandemic happened, I was like, you know what? Like so many people were like having a hard time with staying inside. And I'm like, you know what? This is an opportunity to work on stuff that I normally am not so great at because when you get stuck in New York City, it's busy, 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 busy. And then maybe like the morning routine or any self-care kind of gets thrown out the window pretty easily. So I was like, all right, during the the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to make a list. I have like a little I'm a check like box person. So I made a few different things and I didn't do a ton because if you do a lot of things at once, it's going to be overwhelming. I just made it very, very simple. So right now what I do, and I've switched the order around this. I used to meditate first, but now I actually journal first because my head would be thinking about all these things and then I I wouldn't have a great meditation. So I actually journal first and I just like, it's any thoughts that I have, maybe just sometimes things just like come to mind. Then I do something called the CTFAR method. Um, So it's shifting your uh, negative thoughts into a positive thought. So the C stands for circumstance. The T is your thought. The A is the actions that you're doing. Um, What am I missing? Feeling and then I messed it. Result, like action result. I think I messed up the, the, the order of that, but you do it on one side here. So that's the negative piece. So let's say your negative piece is maybe about your business or money or something like that. You'll be like, oh, I feel like I'm never going to have it. And then maybe your actions are that you're not feeling like you deserve it or something. And then the result is, and normally the result is something like pretty dramatic. It's like, I'm going to be poor forever or something. It's just like, just, right. you know, you may, it's something dramatic. And once you write it, you're like, wait. 
And then you go to the other side and you write the positive version of that. So like your circumstance is still your money. Your thought is, you know what, I'm going to be abundant in money and it's going to flow easily into my life. I'm going to help impact people. And then your thoughts change. What's your actions? Your actions are maybe I'm going to like budget better or whatever. And the result is that, you know, I'm going to, it's going to easily flow, whatever. So I do that one. It depends on like the topics that I feel like I need and at that time, but I always do like a shift of a negative thought. And then I do uh, stresses, three stresses that I have, three things of gratitude that I have. And then I write a ton of affirmations. A lot of them for me is always like, I am enough. Um, I always write, I will make it big. I was thinking about the other day when I was writing that, I was like, I don't really know what that means, but something powerful about it. Like I'm going to make it big. Like, I don't know exactly what that means. Um, So I start to write a bunch of affirmations. So after I'm done with journaling, um, then I go directly into, um, I read a few pages of a book, whatever book that may be. Right now I'm reading Atomic Habits and I love it. So good. So I used to get stressed and try to read like a whole chapter. Now I'm just like, you know what? If I can read two pages or a page, it's fine. Just something, just read a little something. And then I use Headspace for my meditation. So they have like these daily meditations now. You just click or you can use like a pack or something like that. And I normally try and do like 20 full minutes of it. Um, and at the end of that, I do manifesting. So I actually manifest like what my perfect day would look like, how I wake up, where I'd be. And the first day for that, normally, like when I first did it, I didn't fully know what my perfect day was. But as you keep doing it, you start to like smell things and you start to like see what the color things are. And you really start to figure out like what that day is to you. Um, and last but not least, I always make my bed. My bed is like the first thing made. I always, I'm a big advocate on making your bed, setting up your day for success, it's not about who's coming into your house to see it. It's about the fact that you just structuredly woke up, made your bed. And when your environment is one way, everything else will be together. So in a pretty, pretty, a pretty big morning routine, but um, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes it doesn't happen in the morning. Sometimes I have a busy morning and I'm like, can't do it. I don't get stressed about it. I just do it later. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I think they think it's been major for me because it's, it's you respecting yourself and taking that time for yourself that you need, because ultimately if you don't take care of you, like no one else wins, nobody wins around you. So, um, really doing it for myself, but also for others. I love that. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like things I could pull out of everything you just said, but a couple things. One, I like that you write down three things that are stressing you out. That's one thing I've actually never heard. Um, and I think it's important to do that because I think a lot of times when we just write down what we're stressing about, or we just write down literally anything that's been bothering us, somehow getting it out of your head and putting it onto paper makes it feel less stressful somehow and just seeing it right in front of you and then writing it out. It's like, you're kind of going through the motions of like alleviating the stress a bit. Um, so, and also I think we sometimes don't realize like there's like an underlying feeling or something that we're stressed about, but we actually don't take the time to pinpoint what that thing is. So we might be walking around with extra stress or extra anxiety, uh, but we're not taking the time to uncover the root cause of why we're feeling a little bit heavy that day. And if we sit with ourselves and we get quiet and we think, okay, why am I feeling this way? And why is this emotion coming to the surface? And then you remember, oh yeah, so-and-so said this to me and it made me feel this way. And then you write that down or... I have this deadline coming up and I haven't done X, Y, and Z to get myself prepared for this deadline. 
that's stressful. Okay. Writing it down. And you're like, just something opens up within you when you can uncover the thing that's been stressing you out. I think. Absolutely. I think it's also very interesting is a lot of times it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's the same stuff. Sometimes I'm writing and I'm like, I'm still stressed about these three things. I was like, that's like an, like an eye opener to be like, so maybe you need to do something about it. Like if you're going right. constantly over the same couple things over and over again. Um, it's definitely, and that's, I like to do the stresses first and then the gratitude. Cause sometimes that helps to like balance that whole thing out. It's like, I'm stressed about this, but like life's not so bad. Like it's okay. Like I'm right. still breathing, eating beautiful weather, whatever you want to like, whatever you want to say. But yeah, I totally agree. I think that sometimes we don't write it out. Sometimes people just aren't really sure of like what that is. And I think that sometimes people think that these like little routines, little things have to take a really long time. And it's kind of like a workout, right? Everyone thinks that uh, if I don't do an hour, an hour and a half workout and get a good workout in. No, like if you do a 10 minute workout, you have succeeded. So if you literally do five minutes and it doesn't have to be all the stuff I just said, if you literally just, just write the stresses and gratitude and that's it, like it's a game changer. Like those little things, you have time for that. Like, let's think about how long people are like sitting on their phone, scrolling around. Like you have time for five minutes to sit down and write out your stresses and your gratitude and take some little self-help and self-care. Um, 100%. Yeah. People just think, I think they just start to think, I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm like, you have time. <laughs> yeah. I always say, you have time to brush your teeth. Like you wouldn't, ever, you have to allow these things to become so ingrained in your routine that you couldn't imagine yourself not doing it. Like you couldn't imagine yourself ever leaving your house and not brushing your teeth, right? So it's like, you just get to this place where like, you can't imagine yourself leaving your house without doing whatever your routine is. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about was making your bed. So I have talked about this a lot recently, actually, <laughs> randomly in my cycle classes, because I am not someone who makes their bed. And I want so badly to be someone who wakes up every single day and makes their bed. And I was just on vacation with my family recently. And I said to my mom, I was like, mom, this is your fault. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you never forced me to make my bed, my bed every day. I was like, and I feel like if you forced me to do that, it would have been a habit that I learned from early on. And it would have like been something that I just carried on throughout into adulthood. And uh, she was like, that's on you. Like you can figure it out. You can make it happen. And so I remember I was talking to my best friend Jada and this is like the most silly, simple thing literally ever. But for whatever reason, even as a mindset coach myself, I, it was like a big light bulb that went off in my head and it's just so silly. But uh, I was telling her how I want to become someone who makes their bed. And she was like, well, why don't you just start small? And she's like, why don't you just try to wake up and take the comforter and just shake it out and lay it flat on the, on the, on the bed? Like, don't worry about the sheets. Don't worry about the pillows and making them look pretty. Don't worry about like anything else. Just take your comforter and straighten that out and, and make that the only thing that you do for a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And she was like, and then once you have that down and you have a routine with that, then maybe you start to make the pillows look good and you start to make the sheets, you know, look right or the way they're supposed to be. And I don't know why, for whatever reason, like I, I teach that to my own life coaching clients, right? Start small, start where you are. But for whatever reason, I never applied it to something as simple as making my bed. So I think that's great that you said that, that, that anyone can use that for any kind of habit they're trying to do. Right. And 
I love what you just said the whole thing about like brushing your teeth, like in atomic habits, they talk about habit stacking. And it's like finding something that you do every day. So like you do brush your teeth. So maybe like associating that brushing your teeth with like after you brush your teeth, like, like, what can you stack on top of that? Oh, okay, maybe you do put the comforter over the bed. Um, what's interesting is that I didn't really make my bed for the longest time until I had this class. I had this criminal justice class in college. And this guy, that's the first thing he said, he asked us all in class. He had, he, I love these classes because he like made us really think. And I actually feel like it's the one class that I actually remember stuff from. And he was like, what's the first thing you do in the morning? And everyone was going around saying, brush their teeth, like all this other random stuff and check their phone, whatever. And then it literally took like an hour before someone was like, make your bed. And then he's like, exactly. And like that class, like discussion was there. And as he started talking about it more, I was like, okay. And it actually started then. So it started out in college. It didn't start before that. Before my mom was very adamant on making it. But I was like, mom, no one's coming in my room. Like, no one's going to see my bed. Like, who cares? And and I, she never really, you know, you can have your parents say it or something like that. Someone else maybe says it in a different way. And you're like, oh, it makes sense now. Wait, um, why was he saying that that it's important, though, the criminal justice class? So he was saying it's important. So we were just talking about, like, that habit stuff. But he actually it's from that general who did that whole entire um, speech. It's, it's actually a book called Make Your Bed. I don't know if you've read it. It's very small. I would definitely Clearly read it. I haven't it. read it. <laughs> you should definitely, no, definitely read it. He, um, It's a very small little book, but it's this easy read. And it's just this whole speech that he did at like a college thing. And it was just about how like important it is and like what it does and how it sets your day up for success. And it's just like what people say with, and I was telling like, even the the guys that really were now, it's literally just like your environment is so important. So like, if your room is chaotic and you got clothes all over it and things are crazy, probably your life is probably a little crazy right now. Right. Whereas if you just like, like, it's not so much about like, just about like having a clean room and stuff like that, that's, it's going to lead out into you having a cleaner mindset for the other things that you're trying to accomplish in your life. Um, but definitely read that book. If you get a chance, again, it's very small. You probably read it in one day. Um, but there's like a whole list of stuff is why, but they actually make you do it in the military In the military. It's like, you have to make your bed. It's like mm-hmm. the first thing that you do. And it's because of, for this reason. So definitely, okay. definitely going to go ahead and get off of this call right now. I'm going to go get that book. I'm going to go clean my room, make my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you always inspiring people. All right, Angela. So let me ask you a final question, which is what is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? Ooh, that's so good. I think my younger self would, I would tell my younger self to be more present because I think that so many times I was getting so caught up in like what I wanted life to be or things to be that I actually, when I look back, like even with moments with like my mom, right? She's like talking to me and I'm just not there. I'm just not there. Like, like I would tell her like, listen, be present because it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. Like you're, you're working hard. It's not like you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs, but be present and really sit in every single moment you have every opportunity you have with somebody, like be there, be there the entire time. Don't be on your phone. Don't be somewhere else. Be with them because all the stuff that you want to happen, like that stuff is going to happen. But when you're with people or you're doing something, be, be there now. People say that, right? Be there now. Yeah. I love that so much. It's like uh, another one I heard is be where your feet are. Love that so much. Wherever your feet are, just be right there. And I say it in my soul cycle classes as well. I'm I'm like mind in the same place as your body. Yes. 
very hard to do. Very hard to do, but a nice reminder sometimes, I think. Sometimes you need that little reminder. Extremely hard to do. I think it's probably easier for people who have found a way to work meditation into their lives because it's the easiest way to practice being present, to practice, you know, focusing on your breath and and being where your feet are. It's the easiest way to do that. And if you wake up every day and you practice that, you know, that's another, it's a reason why people love meditation so much because it makes us more present and more aware for the people that we love when we get to spend time with people we love. So. And if you read like anything on any really successful people, all the successful people, they're all meditating. So it's got to, it's got to be a reason. <laughs> Something yep. must be working. Exactly. That is the truth. Everyone is doing it. So yeah. all, all cool kids, it's not a best kept secret anymore. It's like everybody knows. So yeah. definitely figure out how to work that into your life. And probably all the successful people are also making their beds. So you know what? Look out world. When I start making my bed, look out world. You send me a picture. You said you want to hope they held accountable. You said, I'm going to be like, I'm going to message you my bed made. Be like, you, your turn. <laughs> I'm going to text you tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Did you make your bed today? Um, all right. Well, congratulations. Oh, there you go. She's got her be- her bed made. I love it. Um, congratulations on being on the cover of Oxygen Magazine right now, four-time Ninja Warrior. You are also just like an incredible human being with a great heart. So thank you so much for being on and sharing some of your wisdom and your insight on how you got to where you are. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. All right, babe. I will see you soon. Thanks so much. Of course. Now try and tell me that manifestation is not a real thing because it is absolutely a real thing. And I loved hearing how she started back in 2015 with this dream of being on the cover of Oxygen Magazine and how it's now today, 2021, and she made that happen. And I think the most important thing that I pull from that is that, you know, people make vision boards all the time. People have dreams or goals or aspirations all of the time, but you have to put the work behind it. You have to add in the action steps to make it happen. We can't just sit around and decide that because we're focusing on something over and over again, or thinking about something over and over again, or just because we look at something on a vision board every single day, that that means that it's going to magically just show up in our lives. The second part of that is putting in the work, is showing up consistently day after day, week after week, year after year towards that goal. And eventually knowing without a shadow of doubt that you're going to arrive, that you'll get there. So it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So I hope that you feel inspired today to go after whatever it is that you've been working towards or trying to manifest in your own life and know that you're worth the time that it's going to take to get to where you want to go. You are worth the time that it will take to get to where you want to go. So keep manifesting the big dreams. You guys can find Angela at Angela underscore Gargano, G-A-R-G-A-N-O on Instagram. And 
she is definitely worth a follow, sharing tips and tricks on workouts and just being herself all the time and what her, sharing her morning routine and all of those things. So she's a great, incredible human. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you know the drill. Please like, subscribe, give us five stars. And listen, if you have got two thumbs write a review. Please and thank you. We would love that. Uh, That's how this thing grows and that's how we continue to show up week after week. So I cannot thank you enough for doing those things, uh, for being a part of the VB squad and uh, listening to the Very Best Self podcast. So I will see you guys next week. (laughs) 